Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast today. I have my friend Isaac Askew here to talk about some personal issues and to find closure in his life. If you're a true supporter, please donate the $4.99 to this podcast and it will be greatly appreciated. Let's get started. So tell us about yourself, Isaac. Uh, what's up? (laughs) This is so unusual, but, um, no, I'm just a chill person. I'm just human, going through things, trying to figure out life and everything else, you know? Yeah. So, what are some things you need to get off your chest today? I don't... I really don't know. I've, I've worked through everything the last past like two to three weeks. Mm-hmm. I've like cried about shit. I've had to deal with shit and stuff. And I just had to come to realization, you know, and I've just worked through that. Okay. Somewhat. It's, <laughs> it, somewhat, but most of it's dealt with, dealt with, but. Okay. Yeah. That's good because almost three weeks ago, me and Isaac's relationship was like rocky, like shambles. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> it was it was so bad, you know. But y'all know me; I'm such a person. Like I love to be connected to people. I don't like to feel, you know, there's any negative energy or anything, you know. So I personally, I had to reach out that night, and I was like, "Hey, we need to talk." And see, I have it bad by just because. I'm used to being things blown up even when I try to voice my opinion. So to keep from like making the fire worse, I just feel like it's just best to sometimes just shut up and not say anything at all. To be just nonchalant about it, you know? So I guess by doing that just made it worse. Mm. So. Okay. So how would you describe our friendship? It's like we're the same, but not the same. <laughs> True. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's, um, I don't know. It's just unique. Like, you like the same thing that I like. Yeah. And I don't know. You're just cool. Like, you have a cool vibe. You have a chill vibe. Like, you're not extra. <laughs> Thank you. Because we don't do the extra gays. <laughs> no. Like, we're not judging anybody, but we're just not those gays that are like in your face gay. We're not like loud and obnoxious. No, we're chill. No, we're very chill. Cool to be around, you know? And that's the vibe that we like to keep around ourselves. So. Right. So, I do. So, today, you guys, we are going to be talking about, you know, a couple of issues, you know? We're going to be digging deep inside of Isaac's past and just figuring out the sources to the problem, you know? So that, that part just sounded so wrong. i'm like okay continue (laughs) okay isaac thinks nasty y'all i'm sorry (laughs) very nasty (laughs) oh my god (laughs) but we're gonna be (laughs) 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 okay okay (laughs) okay continue All right, go. Okay. (laughs) We're going to be finding the sources to, you know, the problem. So the first thing we're going to talk about is what do you think the source is? What do you think caused you to be the way you are now? 
meaning um like like meaning like gay or just my the way I am like today like just in general yeah or? just in general um I mean I for some reason I don't know why I like to try to cling to people now cuz I used to be like a loner Mm-hmm. Like about like it was just me, me and my mom, you know, and I really I didn't even have any friends like at all, like at all. So it's like when I started getting like eighteen and I started working and stuff, like I wasn't even independent when I was working. My mom went with me, you know, to work like mm-hmm. every day, whatever, you know. And that gets you know it gets boring for like an eighteen year old kid, you know, being with their mom all the time, you know. Even though I enjoyed it, but it's like I need you know. A break yeah your space you know i need my space or whatever and it was like my identity was her mm-hmm. and her identity was me because it was just me and her all the time you know yeah and i tried to find my identity but i found it in the wrong place and i started hanging around these people and i tried to buy friendship which that's never the way to go mm-hmm. if they can't fuck with you for who you are as a person then you know then nothing you shouldn't be with them at all yeah then nothing so um i got into some stuff that was you know really bad for me wasn't healthy and then i jumped off into a relationship that was so not healthy we know this (laughs) we know this (laughs) it was so not healthy at all and it damaged like a lot of my close friends relationships in your personality yeah it changed a lot of that so Let's go in detail about the relationship. Let's resurface that. Okay. (laughs) Um. So, I mean, where should I start? Like, where do you want me to start? The very beginning. How y'all met? How all this happened? I was like brand new. I was like a baby to the grinder app. (laughs) 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 The game's not the grinder app, okay? Oh, okay. I was like. So I had downloaded the app or whatever, and I think I had hit him up. I had said, "What's up?" I don't, I don't have the message anymore because I blocked him mm-hmm. on there. But <laughs> um, anyway, but I had hit him. And he was like, "What's up?" You know, and stuff like that or whatever. And it had went from there, and he was like, "Well, I want to see you or whatever." And I'm like, and I was at work at the time, and my friend at, at the time I had a driving job. And I was out delivering medicine, so I'm like, you know what? After I finish my route or whatever, I'm just gonna go to his house. And my, I told my friend, like, go with me, like, you know, I don't want to be murdered or anything, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, my friend stayed in the car, or whatever. It was like at nighttime, and it was like September. It was September, mm-hmm. and when I met him or whatever, we went around to the pool or whatever. We started talking and stuff, and. After that, we were like we were supposed to hook up. Like he was a first. Like I don't know why I decided to do that then, even though I was seeing somebody like at the time, kind of, but mm-hmm. never really had like any intimacy with that person. So I don't know why I went out of my way to try to find somebody else to have sex with. With I have no clue. I don't know where my mind was, but there it was. Um. So about a day and a a day and a half later, he had hit me up and I was at work. And he was like, what's up? I'm like, nothing much. I'm at work. He was like, well, come through to the house. I'm like, I'm at work. He was like, well, just come like after you get off. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay. Okay. Like today's the day. <laughs> today's the day. 
So I'm like, okay. So I got off work. And I remember going to his house. It was very nerve-wracking. He had came downstairs. He had got me. And then I went up to his house or whatever. And I'm like, I need to take a shower. He was like, you take a shower. And he showed, he directed me to the bathroom. And he, you know, he closed the door behind him or whatever and stuff. And I'm looking at his counter. And I see, like, makeup and wigs and stuff like that. I'm like, okay, well, this nigga got a whole bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, I'm already here, so fuck it. So... <laughs> But I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I don't mean to sound as a you know. I don't. I don't mean to sound as like a whore. Because we're not home records. You know what I'm saying? It'd be but, the man. But you know what I'm saying. But anyway, um. So that's the day that it happened, and then I had went back a few more times. But after a few more times, I'm like, I'm not going to go back or whatever. I'm just you know just going to not going to do that. So, but he continued to text me, and I was texting him or whatever. He wanted me to keep coming back, but I'm like, nah. But he was. He was very consistent. And then he had slowed down for a while. And then he had hit me back up in January. And my mom had just moved out of her apartment. We were staying in Plano. And she had moved down with her now-to-be husband, Curtis. So she left me the apartment. Because I wanted to, our relationship was already rocky as it was. Um, so he had texted me January at work. He was like, what's up? I want to see you. I'm like, okay. So that night or whatever, I had went to go pick him up. And he he just started coming over very frequently. Like every weekend he was coming over. We were going out to movies and we were going out to the mall. He was there with me for my 20th birthday that day. We went shopping, we ate cake, we drank. And so he would come over, cook and stuff like that. And um, he was like, I remember he asked me one night, I think it was the first night that he had came over to my apartment when I was by myself. He was like, what are we doing? I'm like, I mean, I just really like it how it is now. You know, no strings, you know, no strings attached, no nothing. You know, you come over, we have a good time and that's it. But his one, his friend Andrew had intervened. He was like, well, you know, you know, George really like you. And I'm like, Really? And he was like, yeah, he like he really liked you. So I'm like, that got my mind spent. I'm like, hmm, I'm, you know, this is a new 20-year-old Isaac. I'm like, I don't know the game. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, okay. You know, I'm like, well, I like you too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But in the mind, it was like, I... In the mind, I think I... I value sex more than the person, mm-hmm. which that's never the way to go. I think that's what I was hung up the most about because he was a first. So it's like I was hung up more on the sex from him than the actual person. So I ignored his actual demeanor for his sex, which mm-hmm. that's terrible. Never do that. So that's where I got caught up at. So it just it took a bad turn. And I remember the first incident. Um, that I made was letting him move into my apartment mm-hmm. and it was good for a minute and then it just went down <laughs> so okay so you know uh, it was this guy on Tinder his name was Alex mm-hmm. or whatever and I'd be just talking to people just just for entertainment or whatever <laughs> but I was I was but after when, when when we decided to make it official or whatever I still continue texting him or whatever but no, I, I mean, but in the text, I mean, I was ignoring him, you know, and stuff, and not texting or whatever like that, like, like it's frequent. Yeah. But I was still texting or whatever. And I didn't tell him like, hey, I was in a relationship, but it was never going to go anywhere. Yeah. Because like, I'm, I want to travel. So, but prior to me meeting George or whatever, I was talking to him like, we can travel, all this kind of stuff, whatever. But it was never going to happen because 
he's a bottom. Yeah. Like, what are we gonna do, share a deal though? Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, what are we gonna do? So anyway, um, he and he had, he went through my phone, mm-hmm. and he had found the text messages, and he acted like he was just in shambles about it. And he had called his friend Andrew, the one that you met, mm-hmm. to mediate everything or whatever and to justify everything or whatever. And I was, it was just a lot. So that was the first incident. And then it was many other incidents where he was saying that I'm not showing my real self and this and this and that or whatever. And it's like, I mean, I think now, like, how can you be real with somebody that's not even being real with you? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So. Um, it's, it's just it's a lot it's a lot because it was good one week bad one week <laughs> and so when he was very he wasn't like his he, he had offensive words okay offensive words like he knew my he knew a lot of my history so he would say you're acting like a crackhead oh. you're doing this you're doing that you're acting like a dope fiend and so like that just hurtful stuff yeah and on top of that he was using my car to go fuck with other niggas and i'm pretty sure bitches too mm-hmm. so <laughs> while was, living with his granny that part you know what i'm saying so and he was like he made it seem like he had everything when I was the main one that doing all the work. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was terrible. You were working your ass off mm-hmm. to provide for this man and he was just using you. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was love at the time, but it was, I was just caught up just in the sex. That was it. Yeah. Well, so. At least the sex was good, y'all. <laughs> 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 oh, <man. laughs> no. <laughs> but it was. Oh. Real talk. Anyway. <laughs> Next. Um. <laughs> so, we've gotten past, you know, the relationship. Now, what comes after the relationship? Like, how did you pick yourself back up? It was hard. I remember the day that everything went down. He, my, my car had got repossessed, mm-hmm. and I was trying to get my car. I was trying to get another car, and I remember my friend, my best friend Anthony, his mom had got me a rental mm-hmm. or whatever. And I remember the first day I got my rental or whatever, we were supposed to be going to Houston, but we had canceled or whatever. And I'm like, well, I forgot. I forgot how it went. I forgot how it went. All I know is he was upset with me about something. Oh, wait. No, no, no. His wallet was in my car when my car got repoed. So he said, I'm not going out of town without my wallet or whatever. So um, anyway, we go back to the house and he was like, well, I'm going to go get my hair braided or whatever. I'll be back or whatever. And he's not even supposed to be in the rental. Right. I'm not even supposed to be in the rental. Right. But let alone not you. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But he i remember he was like well since my money and stuff is in my wallet or whatever the money that my my best friend's mom had gave me she's like a she's like a mom to me she the money that she she had took out a loan for me four hundred dollars oh he had took half of that oh oh he took he went in my wallet took half of that to get his hair braided 
And then he was gone from seven o'clock that evening to seven o'clock the next morning. Mm-mm-mm. He only called once. Getting his hair braided, y'all. It don't take that long to get your hair braided. You're mm-hmm. doing something else. And I looked on the grinder app. Why I say that you 2,000 feet away from me and you said that you way over in North Dallas and I lived in Plano at the time? You should be miles away from me, not mm-hmm. feet. You know? So it's like I knew he was doing something because he was the, the, the close... The clothes he got, and then he went it back further. The clothes he got further. And I remember <clears throat> I was distraught or whatever. I'm like, I mean, at that point, the relationship was already ended or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, at, I mean, in my in my mind, it was still... To, in my mind, we were still together. But I guess in his, he was like, I'm just here. Yeah. So anyway... Um, I remember he had came back that morning, whatever. And I remember Andrew had told me some very like disturbing information. And he was like, he was like, um, well, you know, me and him used to be in a relationship or whatever. So the guy that he brought around me introduced to me as a friend, they were partners. And then he said that I'm like, well, Andrew, where you're HIV. Mm -hmm. He was like, well, what does that tell you? I'm like, he has it too. Oh. And didn't let you know. And didn't let me know. But he get on to me about lying about little stuff in the relationship. But he lied to me about that. Something stupid. And serious. that was bigger than any lie I could have told. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And what I was lying about my finances. That was it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So uh, it was... It was terrible. And I remember I confronted him when he came in that morning or whatever, because he had caught Andrew. He was like, have, have you talked to Isaac? He's not here. I walked the streets that morning because I was so, I had anxiety mm-hmm. or whatever. I had, I got up at four o'clock and I was just outside. And I was talking to Andrew like the whole time. And I remember he came in. I was like, where you been? He was like, I was out getting my hair braided. Well, why you come back and your hair not braided? Ooh. And he hopped his ass in the bed or whatever. And I'm like, can you ask me a question? And he looked at me. I'm like, are you HIV positive? And his face dropped. He was like, what were you talking about? He said, where'd you hear that from? I'm like, well, Andrew told me. He was like, Andrew's a bitter old bitch that, does, that doesn't have happiness and don't no, don't want nobody else to have it. And I'm like, well, were you and him partners and stuff like this or whatever? He was like, I don't know why you're talking right now or whatever. And he just started just going off on me. All this kind of stuff. I'm like, well, you can get out of my house. Right. And next thing I know, I grabbed the truck keys to the pickup truck that I had rented, and I had ran outside. And I remember when I was running out to my truck, he was tr- he was running behind me. When I got in the truck, he had came out in his boxers, oh. behind me, or whatever. And I told Andrew, I'm like, he had came out. And he was like, yeah, I just got finished talking. He was gonna come out there and he put his hands on you. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, huh. So I, w- I, w- I was working at U-Haul at the time, and I remember calling Miss Angela my uh boss's wife mm-hmm. and i told him like i need you i need i need him to get out the house or whatever like he's in my house i want him gone and she was she couldn't really do anything so i got my friend anthony mm-hmm. anthony went over there with me anthony was furious or whatever so <clears throat> I, and i had called my uncle my uncle billy i told my uncle billy what was going on or whatever and he called my mom my mom came up here immediately yeah and he had to go that day and when she put him out she put me out too so I was taking care of him and I wasn't even paying the rent at the apartment. Mm. The rent was three months behind. This was during when COVID first hit. They couldn't put anybody out, but you know, 
my mom didn't give me a chance to get caught up or anything or get assistance or anything. She was like, yeah. I just want you out. So she had put me out or whatever. And though it was rough, it was rough. But I was really mad at her, but that was the best thing that she could have ever done for me. Right, because look at you now. So, yeah. <laughs> and I learned a lot. Like them, like that in a few weeks, or that was, I forgot when that went down. I think it was July. It was, it was May. Okay. It was in May. And that whole July was hell. It was hell. Pure hell. So. So, let's talk about how you met Buki. That's my cousin. Yeah. So, y'all. <laughs> we love her. <laughs> but, how did you, and, you know, how did you find her? Uh, we were friends on Facebook. Okay. I don't know if I friended her. I don't know if she friended me. Anyway, we friended each other. And I remember my dad was telling me something that my Aunt Amanda was having, like, a cookout or something or a birthday party or something. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm a go. Cause I've never been to any of like my dad's side of the family, like functions mm-hmm. or whatever. Cause they, they know of me, but they don't know me. So um, I had text her, I'm like, oh, hey, are you going or whatever? I would love to meet you. She was like, yeah, whatever, you know, I'm gonna come or whatever. And well, she didn't come, but we kicked it a few weeks prior, like after that. Yeah. So okay. then she had picked me up. Uh, No wait, no no no. She didn't pick. She didn't pick me up until a little bit after. But we were talking on the phone and texting. Okay, so now it's gonna get super personal. So we're gonna talk about, you know, the addictions. Okay. What do you wanna know? <laughs> Everything. Start from the beginning. How it all happened. The friends that I was like that I wanted friends so badly. I was working. I had like twenty thousand dollars saved up. Mm-hmm. Maybe even a little bit more. Like I was putting back checks like crazy. Um, and I remember I used to sneak off in my mom's car. Mm-hmm. I would tell her that I'm going to work, but I wouldn't go to work. Whatever. So I would go like to this little place where you hang out. Or whatever, and I met these people. Like it was like a group of four. Yeah. And you know, we just started talking or whatever. And knowing, you know, I'm I've never had friends, but I was just happy somebody was talking to me, you know. Mm-hmm. And you know, we started hanging out or whatever. And they had took me to this party. And we, you know, got to the party or whatever. And they was like, there were drinks there or whatever. And you know, I was that's when I started drinking. You know, I had a few drinks or whatever. And somebody. Like they were doing lines and popping oh. pills and stuff and shooting up and they took me to this room and they was like, Jack, try some. Like try just try it. I'm like, I don't know. They're like, come on, it's gonna make you feel better and stuff. And at that time, um I was going through a battle because I wasn't out. Oh, okay. I wasn't out and it's like, I wanted to be out, but I was scared how my mom was going to think yeah. or whatever, which everybody knew. 
you know what I'm saying? Like you, like people, you know, that I, you know, all my family, they already knew when I was a kid, but it was, it was just going to hurt my mom the most. So I, at my time, at the time, I was just thinking about how it was going to affect her in our relationship. Cause I knew that she really wasn't going to tolerate it or stand for it. And I was just, you know, cause I'm a church kid. So it's yeah. like, you know, it's different, you know? So it's like, I guess to try to take the edge off or the pressure off, I indulged in that. And that one time turned into multiple times to me doing it on a daily. So what did it feel like doing it though? Like, how did it make you feel? Like, I'd have no worries. Like for that, for that few, for the few minutes, mm. I didn't have any worries. At all. You were free. You felt I free. I was free or whatever. And then when I came down or whatever, it was like, damn. <laughs> damn. I need to get high again. You know? Because it was getting... It, it was getting tense. It was getting tense. That's scary. Yeah. Meanwhile, we were getting really into it. Like, at the ending of my... At the ending of my 18th year, turning 19, it was getting very, very crazy. And then I started doing it even more. I, st- I, I, I was starting to be more, I was dabbling. Okay. Like, like my first like experience, like sucking dick. Like I, I started out sucking dick. Now I'm fucking <laughs> with sucking dick. Yes. Like I was sneaking off, like doing that or whatever, just to, just to see. Yeah. Just to see, like, I know what I like or whatever, but I've never tried anything. But George was a first for, like, the whole shebang. Mm-hmm. But I started out sucking dick, so I was like, okay, well, I like this or whatever. I like the feel of a guy or whatever. I mean, I knew I like the feel of a guy, but I like the physical feeling of a guy. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like I was trying to be... I was trying to be two different people, something for my mom and something for myself. And I was doing drugs even more heavy. Mm-hmm. And I was doing it in the comfort of our own home. Mm-hmm. And she could tell that I was changing. And April the 25th, 2019 is the day I came out. Oh, you know, the exact day too. <laughs> five o'clock. <laughs> five o'clock, literally five o'clock. Cause that was the day I was gonna kill myself. Oh. I was gonna kill myself on that day. Oh my god. So, why were you gonna kill yourself? I I don't know. I, I mean I felt a relief when I told my mom, but I was scared too. Mm-hmm. I was scared how she was gonna I was scared that she was gonna take it. Like she, when I first told her whatever, I cried or whatever. And she was like, we're gonna get through this or whatever. And so like that. And then a few, like a few hours after that, she had came to the house and picked me up with my uh, God mom, my Aunt Catherine in the car or whatever. And my Aunt Catherine's mom had came down and we had went back. She was like, I just don't, I just don't get it. Like, I just don't get it. She was just talking like just crazy. She like, I don't understand it and stuff and she was supportive a few hours ago but now her opinion has totally changed mm. you know so it's like it, it was 
it was wild. And after that day, it was a battle on fourth. Like, I felt like she treated me different. She looked at me different. So do you still feel that way? Yeah. Um, I still feel that way. I feel like, I feel like she looks at me like I'm an alien. Like uh-huh. I'm not even human. You know, I'm still Isaac. I'm still yeah. the person that you, you know, that Created. you taught, you know, that you taught, you know, I'm, I'm still Isaac. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's nothing, nothing about me has changed, but you know, I'm not going to stay five forever. You know, we have to grow, we have to live, we have to experience whatever, you know? Yeah. And my choices are my choices, but I don't expect for you to accept them, but just as long as you respect me. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, I think it's it's, it's still a battle going on between that. So. Okay. Well... It, you know, it kind of, um, you know, with the whole coming out situation, I have not came out yet. Like, I don't have to come out. People just know, you know? Like, it was, that was my situation. Like, I just, you know, be myself and, you know, because I knew I was gay. But y'all know I was gay in elementary school. I came out of the womb gay. I was gay before gay, okay? I was just, you know always myself like people used to call me gay in elementary school and i'm like okay i am oh but you know like you know it's my life not sure and i think you just have to live in your truth and like living in your truth it's just gonna do so much for you you're gonna benefit so much from living in your truth so from the message you know we've gotten from this podcast today is to just be yourself don't judge others in yeah, you know, what about you? Fuck opinions. Period. 